Welcome to the Empowered Feminine Podcast. I'm your host, Kira Foy, mother, author, nutritionist, and women's health expert. I've designed this podcast to help you discover strategies to tame your hormonal chaos, balance stress, and become unstoppable. We'll explore all the things holistic health, success, mindset, motherhood, and creating rock-solid boundaries. Each week, I'll inspire you to level up, not by always doing more, but by being unapologetically you and stepping into your feminine power. As women, we can't always do, force, and push our way through life. That approach always leads to burnout. Join me on my mission to help high achievers like you do less, feel more, and become unstoppable. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Empowered Feminine Podcast. I am your host, Kira Foy. Today, I want to dig into a really juicy subject, stress. And there's so many reasons that I want to talk about this, but the main thing is people really brush stress under the rug. And and many of you don't realize how much power and control that you actually have over your own stress levels. And so I am definitely going to be talking about what you can do to manage stress, but I also am going to be talking to you about the things that cause your body stress that you may well be dealing with that you don't realize are causing you stress. So, and this is a super, super important thing because what does stress do? Stress increases your blood sugar. Stress increases cortisol. What do both of those things do? They increase fat storage and cortisol specifically will store more fat around your belly area. So we all know of things that are stressful. Maybe somebody close to you is ill. Maybe you have deadlines at work. Maybe you are saying yes too often in your life when it's a no for you. And what that means is you're saying yes to other people to please, even if you had plans for yourself or even if you know that you need some rest or you don't have time or it's going to put extra pressure on you. So basically saying yes to somebody else when it's a no for you. But other things that are super stressful is not getting enough sleep, being in a calorie deficit too long, especially a really huge one. So if you are somebody who, you know, has got to a point where you felt like really desperate to see results quickly, and so you took on some type of diet or program, and let's just be clear, Every diet out there really does work if you follow it, but not every diet out there that can help you lose weight is going to help you get healthier long-term. And it's also, most diets are not sustainable. So, but if you have ever felt like, I really just need to get this weight off and I am willing to do anything, I'm willing to eat five to 800 calories. And yes, I see this all the time. I'm willing if a intermittent fasting is good and I'm told that works, I'm willing to double down and triple down on that. And instead I'm going to do 24 hour fast five days a week. 
if you have ever been in that position and you went forward with something like that, that is a massive, massive stress on your body. And I totally emphasize, like, I'm empathetic towards you in feeling like I just want to fix this. I just want to feel good. I am willing to do whatever it takes. But you have to understand that when you put your body in that kind of stress, your body thinks there's something really wrong going on. And she, in turn, is going to downregulate all of your system to help you survive. As women, we are wired to be super sensitive to stress. Those stress signals are going to impact us to such a high extent because basically our body is always looking for clues like, is it a good time to re, like, reproduce, right? Because everything in a woman who is cycling, the body is always thinking about that. If, if we're stressed, if there's not enough food, it's like, okay, we're in survival mode. This is not a good time to have a baby. So you have to remember that that is still the fundamental place where your body is coming from. And so when you send it stress signals, when you are skipping meals, when you are not getting enough sleep, when you are eating way too less, sorry, way too less, way too little, there are going to be significant problems. And so that's when you have to look at how are you feeling? When you don't eat enough, you're going to be moody. When you don't eat enough, your cycle is going to be impacted, right? You might lose your cycle. It might get shorter. And your, like your menstrual cycle is literally your report card of your health every single month. So if you are having a lot of symptoms, meaning you're having a lot of cravings, meaning your cycle is fluctuating in days, you're having a lot of changes with your mood, you're having really heavy bleeding, you're having a lot of clotting, all of that is telling you that there's issues there, right? So like the heavy bleeding and clotting could be that there are problems with estrogen metabolism. You know, it, again, if you are under a lot of stress, then oftentimes that can impact your luteal phase, which is the phase after you ovulate. And so your body is going to reallocate some of the raw materials that it would use to make progesterone, which is very important to have high enough levels in that second part of your cycle in order to have a luteal phase that's at least 10 days. That's the minimum. You want it to be 10 to 14 days, ideally. And But if you are stressed, you're going to find your cycles getting shorter. So all of these symptoms are going back to one thing, stress. And when you feel, you know, that that urge that like, I'm so uncomfortable in my body that I want that to fix this so fast. Please, please think about your body as like a small child, like as a baby. If you are a mom, what does that child need from you, right? It needs security. It needs a schedule. It needs to know what's happening next. It needs to trust you. And so when you are not getting enough sleep, when you are not feeding it enough, when it doesn't know what's going to happen next, when it's always on edge, how do you think it's going to respond to you? And when you do things that are so severe 
and you reduce your calories so massively, you cause metabolic adaptation. And so like that is just the thing because your body is always going to adapt. In fact, one of the ways that I help people get out of a plateau, which is very rare, but to help people get out of a plateau is to actually cycle their calories up and down, cycle their carbs up and down. Because every uh, 36 to 48 hours or so, like your body is now readjusting to the amount of calories that you give it. So when you lower it a lot, then it readjusts to that. And so there has been studies done over and over again since, I mean, some of the ones I looked at were like way back for the Second World War, that when soldiers, for example, were, there was a study to see what would happen to them if they were in the circumstance of the Second World War, where they don't have a lot of food and they're having to carry heavy things on their back and they're having to have a lot of movement and always being on the go, like what is actually going to happen? And what they found was that the body down regulates so that it's burning less calories at rest so that they don't continue to waste away, right? So your body is never working against you. And that's why I'm always like kind of on my soapbox preaching about like your body is always working for you. She cares about you. She literally wants to help you to survive. And so the worse that you treat her, she just thinks that something's wrong and she digs in even harder and adapts and downregulates your system to help you survive. So when, you know, you're not eating enough calories or when you're super stressed. So like I said, that's going to impact cortisol, which is your stress hormone. Because understand though that cortisol's main job is to balance blood sugar. So when you're stressed, if you've ever worn a 24-hour glucose monitor, you will find that stress will actually impact your blood sugar and increase your blood sugar and have those spikes even more so than you eating some high glycemic carbohydrate, like say some white bread or something of that nature. Okay. So that's like a really big deal, right? And, and so it's so important that we account for this because sometimes we're so hard on ourselves and there's not enough information, not enough women understand the impact of stress. And because we only think about stress as like external factors that we can't control. And so we just kind of accept stress as being an everyday part of life. But there's so many things that we can do, like I said, with our schedule, with our sleep, with movement, with exercise, with getting outside, with grounding, with getting morning light, with journaling, that we can give our body safety right? Every time I go to bed at the same time and get up at the same time and move my body and get outside and feel grateful before I get into my day, I'm giving my body these signals of safety. When I eat at the same time, when I'm balancing my blood sugar, again, I'm giving my body these signals of safety. When I'm eating and like, I don't always eat the same amount. Some days might be more, some days a little bit less, Oftentimes that is determined by my workouts. I know enough about macros that I don't track macros all the time. I've been in maintenance for many years. There's sometimes I might do a small cut for like two or three weeks, but that's about the extent of it. 
I really focus on nourishing myself, on blood sugar balance, on all of the lifestyle factors that I'm talking about, and on getting stronger every year. Make sure I train and all the support mechanisms that I need for that, sleep being the number one. So it's just so critical for you to understand that there is so much that you can do, even though you think that stress is outside of yourself, right? So those are the things that I do. And those are the things that you can very easily put into your lifestyle to help to manage stress. It's my, how I feel, my, my body, my results, my energy, my sleep, all those kind of things are good despite having had tons of stress and tons of things that I couldn't control in my life in the last couple of years. Like I moved across the country. I have been in court. I have had enormous expenses between lawyers and, and building a custom house. I've had so much uncertainty. I was going through obviously the pandemic like everybody else, which obviously was very unnerving to all of us, right? But I didn't give up the things that make me feel safe. I didn't give up the things that I know my body needed. So when shit hits the fan in my life, I double down on my sleep. I say no more often. I say no to going out. I say no to like staying out with friends. I really focus on what I need to do for myself to help to support my body so that she can support me getting through this really stressful time. And because I've done that, I didn't gain weight during the pandemic and I didn't have a nervous breakdown <laughs> going through child custody battles and all the stress and all, everything that felt so heavy on my shoulders. And I fed myself, I nourished myself and I continued to show up every day and, and get stronger. So going back and I'm saying those things and giving my examples because I want you to know that you can have tons of stress in your life. And if you're a midlife woman, if you're in perimenopause, if you're in your late 30s, 40s, 50s, you're often dealing with children. You're dealing with things that can happen midlife. A lot of people go through a lot of changes in, in marriage and living circumstances. And then also with parents who are ailing. So research has always shown that we have so much more stress and that is the biggest factor why women struggle so much and how our health declines and how we gain so much weight midlife. So yes, there are all these circumstances hormonally, et cetera. But as you can hear from what I'm telling you, there is so much that you can do. And so that is what you need to focus on. Getting back to the things, those are about the outside factors, but getting back to the things that you control and how you might be creating more stress that you haven't realized. So again, the low calories, huge stress, too much fasting, huge stress. Like fasting overnight is really important. Not eating a few hours before you go to bed is really important because it helps you to sleep better. If you were eating too close to bedtime, your heart rate is going to be higher. Your body temperature is going to be higher because your body's still working really hard on digesting. So it can't get into that cooler temperature, lower heart rate that is going to help you to get the best rest and recovery. So having a 12-hour window overnight is really important and not snacking in between meals is really important. But, you know, not eating breakfast 
literally is the worst thing that you could do for yourself. If you actually wanted to have a window that you weren't eating, you really want that to be in the evening, right? You want to actually think about how can I support and love my body and give it what it needs while it needs it during the day, while you are working, while you were thinking, which also burns a lot of calories, while you are moving. You don't want to be having most of your calories at the end of the day, right? Again, that's going to be stress on your body. So, and I will tell you that for the most part, the clients who have the most difficulty and have this metabolic adaptation are the ones who have done the most extreme things for a long period of time. And so what happens is when we're talking about stress, it impacts our HPA access, our hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access. So that is one of the things that I test with the Dutch test. And we look at that and high cortisol levels, this constant high stress all the time is usually what I see present with the women who have the most metabolic adaptation and have the most difficulty losing weight, even if they are following to a T their macros. And happen to be on lower macros than I would have most of my clients, right? Because it's so challenging when you have really starved yourself. You've been eating 800 calories. You've been eating like a little over that. Somebody like myself has to get you up to a place where, you know, your body is going to be able to function better. And sometimes you're going to need to be really patient with yourself and look at all these places that you create stress and start to undo that and start to become the person that follows through and goes to bed and eats on a schedule. And if you have been eating hardly anything, you then can't turn around and think that in a period of six weeks, two months, three months, that that's going to undo itself. It is going to take time, right? Like it is a huge accomplishment for somebody who's come from that place to get to a place where they're eating several times a day, they're sleeping better, their energy is better, and they're eating over 1200 calories. Like that in itself is huge, but it doesn't mean that you are all of a sudden going to start losing weight because you've already created this place where your body has down-regulated all your systems, has down-regulated your thyroid, and Therefore, you're going to have to give it time. You're going to have to build up this relationship, this trust with your body, this feeling of safety and build muscle and do things at the same time that are going to help your metabolism. So I want you to know that it is so important that you look at the physiological stress that you might be putting on yourself. And I, it is so important that you look at Anything that you do needs to be long-term. You, you can't white knuckle it and do so much fasting or so much cardio when you're already feeling exhausted, right? You always have to look back at your body and think about like, how am I actually feeling? Because how you feel, your emotions are all telling you if something is good for you or not good for you, okay? So everybody 
can be moving forward. Everybody can be healing, but it's going to look different for some people. And the most important thing is if you are that person that, you know, this, some of the things that I'm talking about with respect to stress, with respect to sleep, with respect to burning the candle at both ends, really low calories, doing things that are not sustainable. And now you're in this place and you were telling yourself nothing works for you. I want you to know that there is a way out of that, but it is going to take time. It's really going to take time. Like, it's kind of like if your spouse cheated on you, how long is it going to take for you to build back that trust? Because that's what you have to do with your body. You have to build back that trust and keep giving your body these signals of safety so that it starts to actually work in an optimal way as opposed to always being in survival right? So those things are so, so critical for you to understand because high cortisol, right? We can't just brush stress under the rug. We can't just be like, yeah, yeah, well, everybody has stress. Oh, well, I can't do anything about this. I am here telling you that there are things that you can do. There are things that you can do. And even if you are feeling frustrated and you feel like you can't lose weight, you can make a commitment to healing. You can make a commitment long-term to start undoing those things because things will turn around. It's just not going to be fast and it's not going to be a magic pill or a magic test or taking hormones or HRT that all of a sudden is going to turn that around. Because it, it, it happened over a long period of time. And so you really have to look at your entire life. Look at how you show up. Look at your behaviors. Look at, are you somebody, and another thing that I see so much that causes a lot of stress that people don't realize is like, are you somebody who always is giving yourself a hard time in your head all of the time, right? So I'm not saying that you're, you know, your stress is in your head as if it's not real. It is real. But you have to remember that what you think about and the worst case scenarios that you may be running through your head, your body is responding as if they are true. So be very aware of your thoughts because they are so powerful on a physiological level, but also, you know, your emotions and the connection to your thoughts are telling you are you thinking something that is aligned with what you want or not? So if you're having a negative emotion, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling sad, if you are not feeling good, then you know that you are thinking and co-creating something that you don't want. And so we can't always be controlling our thoughts all of the time, but we can bring ourselves to a place of awareness from a perspective of our emotions because our emotions are telling us what our thoughts are. And so when you have a negative emotion, what you want to try to do is think about like, what is it that you want and try to refocus your thoughts in order to create a better feeling because now you're thinking about the things that excite you. You're thinking about the things you want. You're imagining yourself in a different place. So, you know, journaling is something that you can do to help to reduce stress because you can put yourself in a place of feeling grateful because you can use I am statements to, again, 
put messages into your subconscious. I am strong. I am capable. I am beautiful. I am loved. Those messages go directly to your your subconscious and it believes everything you tell it. So be very aware of how powerful your words are and the impact that they can have on your body. If you are saying mean things to yourself, if you are always going to the worst case scenario, you are creating all of this stress. So, you know, stress is just one of the biggest factors that I see in my practice in so many ways. I'm just, this whole podcast has been about the things that you may not realize are stressful to your, to your body because everybody just thinks like, when I, when I talk about stress or when I'm looking at a Dutch test with a client and they're like, well, I don't feel stressed, right? It's like, be aware of what you get used to. But then when I start talking about all the things, then they're like, oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that those things were causing stress. So be aware of how powerful you are. Be aware of like you are co-creating your life all of the time. Be aware of those thoughts. If you are saying to yourself, if you're trying really hard to lose weight and you're looking in the mirror, but you can only see the negative, you've got to start. That's why journaling can be so important because you've got to start being like, I am healing, right? So if you can't go to a place and you you never want to be like pretending to say something that's not true, you've got to find things that you can connect to that are true right? Like I'm a work in progress. I'm really proud of my actions today. I can see that my skin is getting clearer. I can see and feel that I'm not as bloated. I feel more rested, right? You might not have the energy that you want yet because it takes a really long time if you've been stressed and there's problems with your HPA access to actually feel different. Like I tell people, wait about six months, six months of really being regimented with your sleep and your wake times and like really taking impeccable care of yourself. And then you're going to see things turn around. But it took a really long time for you to get to this place where you're at. You created this normal. And now you've got to be really patient and see yourself as that work in progress have that vision of where you want to go. And then every day, choose those actions and start moving forward. Okay. Because anything, I promise you that anything that you do that doesn't feel good is your signal that it's not the right thing for you. Okay. So you always have to look at your limiting beliefs and you know, what you believe is possible for you. You want to believe that you can heal. You want to believe that you can be strong, that you can be healthy, that you can be fit and keep putting those positive things into your mind and then acting according. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some patience. Don't bounce around from like one diet to the next for two or three weeks or a month and think, oh, this doesn't work, right? You're going to have to give yourself time. And there are some of you, and this is a small percentage, but there are some of you that you are going to have to, again, build yourself up, create this place of safety. Get your metabolism moving by eating 
on a schedule, eating many times through the day, three or four times. If you've come from this place of like maybe intermittent fasting so much and only having one or two meals and you are now finding that maybe it worked a little bit in the beginning, but it stopped working and now you're gaining weight and going the other way. Well, guess what? It's because of what I'm talking about, right? Your body can handle things for like a short period of time and that's why you might've gotten results, but then it's going to adapt. It's going to adapt to these new changes. It's going to downregulate everything. And so stress causes problems with our adrenals, that HPA axis. And it also, as I mentioned before, didn't get into too much, is that it causes a major issue with your thyroid because it is going to downregulate your thyroid function in order to try to calm you down, chill you out, and again, conserve resources right? And not have you burning as many calories because you're now not feeding it enough. So there's always going to, it's always trying to do its best by you. So I know I've said that a few times, but I really, really want to get that message into you. And that is why, like, if I have a client that I don't like to have, there's only like my roster of clients, even my groups, there's literally like two people who have less than 100 grams of carbs. And when you start going under that, because even like 150 grams of carbs is considered low carb. So if you start going under that 100, then there's major problems with the conversion of, of your thyroid hormones. And that is something that we, we don't want to impact. But if you're already coming to me from that place, then we got to start working those up slowly. You got to like maintaining and getting healthier and stronger and feeling better and having slower results is something that you have to just grin and bear for a while until you build up that trust with your body again and things start moving, right? And obviously like muscle has a huge impact on your metabolism. So that's always going to be a part of that equation in that healing is like building muscle, actually fueling yourself with enough, maintaining where you're at, being okay, being in that maintenance place because you have to be strong enough and your body has to trust you in order to get optimal results if you want to lose weight. So for anybody out there who's going through stress, you can prevent getting to that place. I promise you. But you have to adopt the mindset that the more stressed you are, the more self-care practices you double down on. Sleep, making sure you're eating enough, balancing your blood sugar, exercise, getting outside. If I am stressed, the first thing I do is put on my running shoes and walk in any direction. So I hope that this was helpful for you. You have so much power. Stress is so detrimental to us. It's literally the number one thing that you want to start to become aware of, of all of those places where you might be putting extra stress on your body and step by step, start unwinding it and building trust, love, and consistency with her, your body. And when you do that, I promise you, everything will get better.